With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. So welcome to all the listeners from all over the world and this radio show was a bit of an on-the-spur inspiration because I was actually going to write another topic and this morning, just as I was rolling out my yoga mat, this thought popped into my head and it was really persistent so I went with it and it was about how often one huge thing that people suffer from as a result of narcissistic abuse is what gets really, really stuck inside them. And they find that there's there can be many, many things, but often there can be this one thing that is just really, really hard to emotionally resolve. So that's what this radio show and the accompanying blog article is about. It's about transforming the hurt of the biggest thing. So once I had that inspiration, what I did before I started yoga was I grabbed my iPad and I put out a quick post to Facebook, my author page and also the NARC recovery page, asking people to come forward and post about what was their biggest thing that really hurt them being narcissistically abused. And by the time later in the morning when I got to my office and my computer and I switched it on, I was so not surprised about how many people, how quickly they'd responded and how many messages there were because the truth is I know how raw it still is for so many people who've been hurt by narcissists and I know how hard it can feel to overcome the pain of what someone else did to you, especially when it occurs within the inhumane, cruel and senseless behaviour that is dispensed by a narcissist. So the aim of this radio show is not just about discussing the worst things that narcissists can do to people. It's about being able to transform those wounds, to be able to create a revolutionary way of looking at those wounds and being able to process them through to a completion and a transformation. So so that rather than being stunted in our healing, as a result of these wounds, we can actually accelerate our awareness and our growth and our healing. 
So let's have a look at what some of the worst things were that people posted on Facebook. So the posts that did come through from Facebook were really accurate. They were no surprise, really, in regard to the consistent aspects of narcissistic abuse. And it was really quite interesting because on the author page, uh, one lady posted and she said, if anybody ever doubted what narcissists do, they should, you know, read this thread. Because really what she was saying is people were saying the same things over and over again. So the main points that were repeated over and over were the lies and the betrayals, the blaming and the deflecting, discovering that the relationship was never real, the cruelty of devalue and discard, the no empathy, the never being good enough for the narcissist and the infidelity. Those were the main things that were posted. And many people found it very hard to stick to posting about one thing. Some people in the NARC Facebook group did post one thing and then they'd return to post another because they hadn't said what they needed to say, obviously. And some members wrote very eloquent sum-ups such as, like everyone else, it is difficult to pin it down to one thing. But in a nutshell, it's the sudden realisation that you have been totally and utterly conned on every level and you have suddenly found yourself in the middle of a nuclear winter. The word betrayal does not even seem to cut it as it implies one event, not the myriad events of trashing everything one has believed in. Realising that he did not love was not as mind-blowing as realising he could not care less and actually enjoyed the destruction. So that was a very eloquent sum-up of what people were trying to say. Now, understandably, overcoming the complete shock and utter portrayals of narcissistic abuse is certainly no walk in the park. And this is exactly why a radical approach is necessary. The solution to solve a problem has to be as non-contemporary as the problem itself. Narcissistic abuse is not normal. And it is certainly not something that anyone's brain can normally or rationally digest and reconcile. Narcissistic abuse, truly, it's so much more like a disease to your soul. And it has been said by many that narcissistic abuse rapes you at every level. That's how insidious and how damaging the violation actually is. So, truly, this is what I believe and this is what my approach is all about, that it is through the depths of your soul that you need to recover. So I want to talk about soul work. Soul work is about taking psychology to a deeply spiritual level. It's about being prepared to embrace that despite the horror story that was or is our life, there is a deeper and even perhaps a loving reason behind all of what happened. So this would mean, if this is true, that what happened is not to all avail, that it wasn't some random mistake, and at some deeper or maybe higher level, it was actually all meant to be. Now truly, it is these spiritual applications that have not only saved my life, they've also granted me incredible strength, joy and purpose. 
And I've seen the identical results occur for many other people as well as myself. So deep spiritual psychology has truly done so much more for me than just being able to keep me going. And truly, I needed an approach this radical because the staying in the pain and the anguish of what happened to me was truly unbearable. I'm just not that good with emotional pain and putting on a brave face and pretending to get on with it. I've never actually been really good at that. So how can we get to a place of accepting that this has a higher purpose? We can do that by embracing radical responsibility. And radical responsibility is a decision and an ability to look within ourselves with tenderness, care and support in order to connect the dots as to why this happened to us. And when we can do this without shaming and blaming ourselves, incredible inner shifts can start to take place with us. And we can start moving out of victimhood and towards our own healing and our self-liberation. Now where so many people do go wrong with connecting the dots is they make it way too literal. Such as, the narcissist has no concern for others. I am not that person. I have incredible concern for others. Now what you may not have realised or what you will have realized if you have been doing the inner work, is that the connection, the match, the reason why, is not about other people. The connection is firmly this. People will treat you in your relationships how you treat yourself, period. So therefore, the narcissist, the narcissist having no concern for you or anyone else has nothing to do with how you are treating other people, including the narcissist. It's actually deeply about how you are treating yourself. Now, taking radical responsibility is in no way about or meaning that you operate like a narcissist that you have a lack of conscience or empathy or humanity or morals. What it actually does mean is that there is a part of yourself who treats yourself in certain ways which draws and maintains relationships with people who treat you in similar, if not identical ways. Now that can be a really bitter pill to swallow, but I want you to really hang in there with this radio show and I'm going to explain more about that. So this is what soul work looks like. It's a deep inner journey and ultimately a deep inner fascination to discover how you are being in relationship with yourself and how that is manifesting every relationship you experience in your life and how it is profoundly co-creating your most significant intimate relationships. Now, I'm going to talk about my biggest thing that hurt and I'm going to share that with you. And we do, we do have an opportunity with everything that happens in our life 
to either use it as a transformational event in order to grow, heal and expand or we can hang on to the shame and the blame of it which blocks any possibility of growth, healing and transformation. So we're going to have a look through the list of the biggest things that hurt but I want to discuss with you first my biggest thing that hurt. And it was in fact the biggest thing that hurt me in both my narcissistic relationships. And it was this exactly, this quote, at the end of the line, your false self meant more to you than me or our relationship. I don't know how many times I said that to both narcissists. I might have used the word your ego, your pride meant more. But that's it. That that was my that was my agony totally. Now of course the lies hurt, the cheating hurt, the financial abuse hurt, the smearing hurt, the false promises hurt, the abuse by proxy hurt, all of it hurt. Yet that statement was the one thing that I struggled to let go of the most. Because my life's work, personally and professionally, involves deep transformation from the inside out, I knew the only way I was going to get past that wound, which kept presenting itself over and over again, was to take full responsibility, radical responsibility for that wound. Because of the recovery work I do, the deep metaphysical and law of attraction realities I understand and how I see these consistently apply to healing or non-healing, I knew this was my only answer to get well from this wound. And I also knew this. I knew that this was not about the previous narcissist. This was about life through ends showing me something that I needed to deeply heal within myself, something that was so disowned and something that was so unconscious that it required the whopping great billboard of two narcs to smash me over the head to see it and tend to it. So I knew that was the case. So in I went with total self-honesty and total self-ownership. And this is what I firmly got. It goes like this. And it was information about how I was treating myself. And I realized I did not value myself. Everything else was so much more important than me being with myself emotionally and being present with me in my times of need. Because my self-soothing skills were deficient, I would rather than emotionally self-talk and support myself in times of needs, I would instead get hooked into to attending to the urges of my false self, which were still unhealed anxious parts that were activated in times of stress. So therefore, in times of emotional need, often my work, cigarettes, or things which needed to be done got my attention instead of me. And what that was all about was trying to burn off the anxiety of what was generating through my false self. So when I really needed myself, rather than showing myself the attention, care, value and connection, which meant that I truly valued me 
and that I was maintaining a healthy relationship with me, I was focused on granting my broken parts false self what they wanted instead. Now that's the truth, point blank. And that was around the time when I realized and wrote about so much about addictive personalities are a match for narcissists and how we have to drop our addictive or obsessive tendencies. So this was the match and it was a huge aha moment for myself and it was incredibly liberating. Why was it liberating? Because transformation was then able to deeply and powerfully take place. And what that meant is that my happiness, my life and my ability to love and be loved was no longer affected by narcissists in the past abusing me. So that abuse from them had in fact allowed me to finally come home to healing these parts and creating a level of transformation for myself that was totally incredible. One that I couldn't have seen or, or realized or accessed before this deep inner authentic self-discovery. And this is what happens is we have a level of normal. We don't know any better. It's how we've always operated. It's not until these sorts of things happen that we actually can go in and realize how it's not serving us. And what this involved for me was releasing all of the anxieties that were keeping me hooked into feeding my false self, the addiction, the obsessive behavior. And it was the making of a firm commitment to value, love and partner myself instead. Yes, absolutely, it was confrontational and it was intensely painful to meet it and release it. And it took effort. But even in amongst this self-work, the pain was so much less than staying stuck as a victim because the work of my emotions had purpose. They had a goal and they had the hope and the direction of the transformation of my life. Most powerfully, they made my life's healing mission all about myself and not about narcissists. Not only did that erase the pain of what happened to me, it led to incredible improvement, empowerment, fullness, and now so much space and peace in my life right here, right now. Now, I hope that me sharing that has inspired you to drop into your emotional truth as you read on. So let's have a look at working through this list of the biggest things which hurt. And within this list, I would like to make some suggestions so that you can start claiming the parts of yourself that you can work on in order to heal and transform your life. Now, all of these are going to be up on the blog post, so you'll be able to print them out, have a list, get out a journal and really work through these and start claiming these parts of you. So let's have a look at the first one, the lies and betrayals. Now, for many people, this was the worst aspect of being narcissistically abused. Narcissists are pathological liars because this is what people who have created an entire persona based on a false self do. Liars betray people because they say one thing and they mean another. They feign all sorts of love, care and tenderness to secure agendas whilst doing the actions that state the exact opposite. So... If this has been your wound and if you've been narcissistically abused, absolutely, it's going to be one of them. 
So the questions to ask yourself in self-reflection about this is, did you lie to yourself about what was happening in this relationship? Do you lie to yourself about any relationships in your life? Did you ignore what your emotions were screaming at you within the abuse and chose to tell yourself acceptable stories, quote unquote, instead? Did you grow up in a family where members lied, family secrets prevailed or false appearances were created? So let's have a look at the transformational healing. And it's so important to be in question. Really, really ask yourself these questions. They're going to liberate you so much. So the transformational healing in this is knowing that you can grow to approach relationships through your adult self who does honor, respect and care for yourself rather than ignoring the warning signs and your emotional signals or staying attached to relationships that represent the unhealed child within you. And it's a healing towards taking the gift forward of healing unresolved childhood wounds, learning how to speak up, learning how to lay boundaries and honor yourself, and knowing that you do not have to tolerate abuse, which lies are, in order to be lovable or worthy. Okay, so the next one is blaming and deflecting. Now, being with a narcissist is synonymous with being scapegoated mercilessly for the narcissist's atrocious behavior. Now, many people get hooked into trying to justify, argue, and reverse this madness by trying to plead for justice and sanity and trying to make the narcissist accountable. So the questions to ask yourself in self-reflection in regard to blaming and deflecting is this. Have you felt guilty and taken the blame in your life previously? Have you been very fearful about what other people think of you? What truly is the way you think about yourself and your own rights and worthiness? What has your levels of self-talk been? Are they loving or are they condemning? Are you usually very hard on yourself and have very high expectations of yourself? And did you grow up in a family where you were not trusted? And you were even blamed for what went wrong. In other words, you were scapegoated. So the transformational healing in this is knowing that you can learn to heal and release your guilt, the feelings of feeling wrong and feeling responsible for other people. And healing toward taking the gift forward of reconciling your own feelings of acceptance and worthiness towards yourself and learning how to love and support yourself rather than being hard on yourself. And knowing that none of that is reliant on other people's opinions of you. So the next one is discovering that the relationship was not real. And this is another huge kicker for people. Massive. There are very few things that can damage a person's self-esteem as profoundly as being made to believe you are the love of someone's life to discover down the track that they never actually loved you. In all the years and cases of helping people recover from narcissistic abuse, I acknowledge that this would have to be one of the greatest pain points. So the questions to ask in self-reflection are this. Do you have a real relationship with yourself? 
Do you really love and cherish yourself? Do you really commit to yourself, meaning your self-care and your self-emotional support? Was your family one which did not include regular displays of love and affection and create within you the deep feelings that you were loved? Very, very poignant questions. Important questions. Massive questions. So the transformational healing in this is knowing that your greatest mission in your life is to learn to love and accept yourself. And it was never anyone else's job because people can only ever grant you what you are granting yourself. And it's the healing toward taking the gift forward of healing the wounds that made you believe that you weren't lovable and acceptable. Doing the work on loving and partnering yourself emotionally and practically to come home to loving and accepting yourself, which will then create relationships with others who have the resources to grant more of the same. Okay, so the next one is the cruelty of devalue and discard. Narcissists begin relationships with idolization. They initially treasure people as new and exciting sources of narcissistic supply, which is actually the relief of escaping their own inner pain. <clears throat> it's like, well, finally this person can take my pain away for me and distract me from it. And also narcissists know flattery is a potent tool to manipulate people with. They're very, very good at appealing to people's egos and insecurities because they know that's what they chase themselves. Now, because the idolization was false, the reality of devalue and discard inevitably follows, which is actually exactly how the narcissist feels about him or herself. Often these cycles repeat within the relationship over and over again, especially with altruistic narcissists, it's a regular cycle. So the questions to ask yourself in self-reflection are this. How did you devalue and discard your own needs prior to abuse and when experiencing abuse? Are you your own fair weather friend and that you like yourself when things are going well but you dislike yourself when things are not so good? Do you beat yourself up and hurt yourself at the times when you really need your own support? What do you do with your own emotional needs when emotional pain strikes? Are you there for yourself or do you let yourself down? Did the messages you received from your family equal you being loved and acceptable when you're appeasing others and unlovable and acceptable when you weren't? So the transformational healing in this is knowing that you can heal the aspects of yourself which are separated from yourself and have not been partnering yourself unconditionally. And it's a healing toward taking the gift forward of healing the wounds that caused you to be conditional with your own levels of self-love and self-acceptance. So it's the learning of how to be present and supportive with yourself at all times, knowing this will then create relationships which provide more of the same. Okay, so the next one is no empathy. And it comes as a grave and a stunning shock to discover that narcissists are cruel and calculating, 
And unlike non-narcissistic people, they don't pull up when they know they hurt people. They actually thrive on it instead. It's almost like a, a carnivore getting a taste of blood. Narcissists go in harder when they know they're hurting people. And it is then that we realize that narcissists are not human by the definition that we know human to be. They just aren't. So the questions to ask yourself in self-reflection. How effectively do you have care or concern for yourself? Are you incredibly hard on yourself or even cruel to yourself when you really need your love and care instead? Did your family use punishing tactics to discipline or did family members engage in self-punishing behaviour? Very important questions. So the transformational healing of this is knowing that you can learn to have incredible empathy, care and concern for yourself and act accordingly. And it's taking forward the gift of learning how to heal the wounds that are making it difficult for you to have empathy for yourself. And it's the leaving behind of any and all self-destructive and self-abusive tendencies. Okay, so the next one, the second last one, never being good enough for the narcissist. The disorder of narcissism includes the incessant devaluing of others in order to try and make the narcissist feel better about him or herself. So being with a narcissist creates walking on broken glass. You can never be good enough in the narcissist's eyes to feed the insatiable, never appeased requirements of the false self adequately. It's an impossible task. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So the questions to ask in self-reflection are, where are your own sorry, are your own expectations of yourself reasonable or are they unreasonable? Do you berate yourself for the things that you haven't done rather than congratulate yourself for the things that you have done? Are you never good enough to love and accept yourself right here, right now as you are, unconditionally? Did your family operate through conditional love where you never felt good enough? The transformational healing on this is knowing that you can learn to love and accept yourself right here, right now, regardless of aesthetics, education, career or any other variable. It's taking forward the gift of learning how to unconditionally love yourself and know that you are lovable simply because you exist and knowing that your lovability and your worth is never dependent on external sources. So the last one is the infidelity. It's incredibly common for narcissists to be emotionally and sexually unfaithful and to replace you with another source of narcissistic supply very quickly as well as having affairs within the relationship. And obviously this is incredibly painful, especially as narcissists will state whatever you want to hear to convince you that they could never behave in such a way. Most narcissists will additionally accuse you of exactly what they are doing. So the questions to ask yourself in self-reflection are this. Do you commit yourself to other people to the detriment of your own values and needs? How may you have sold yourself out even when you know how much you're hurting? 
Was adultery a part of your family's history or were other people outside the family more important than members of the family? So the transformational healing on this is the knowing that you can learn to commit to yourself, your values, your truth and your needs completely in order to create a life which is aligned with who you really are. And it's about taking the gift forward of aligning with your needs and values and establishing a firm commitment to being loyal to yourself, knowing that this will then create relationships which provide more of that same devotion and loyalty and fidelity. So... In conclusion, the reason that I'm granting you this information is for one passionate reason only, which is to help you move up and out of this emotional pain. Now naturally, initially, we hurt, intensely so, and this is perfectly acceptable and perfectly human. However, the real question is, how long are we going to stay in that agony? The truth is we all went through these aspects of intense emotional agony with narcissists for very serious inner reasons. And these inner reasons were so that we could transform our wounds and our relationship with ourselves once and for all. If we don't decide to take the transformational opportunity we're going to stay in the agony. And that's what is really very, very sad about this community is that I see people 10, 20, 30 years later who are still in the agony. And if we're still in the agony, we will believe our life has ended and that there's nothing lovely to look forward to and that we may never recover from this. We may feel too scared to try to trust someone else ever again. Or it's very likely that our unhealed and our raw wounds and our inner patterns and programs are going to attract another abuser. Or we may severely distrust someone who isn't an abuser and we could sabotage the possibility of a healthy relationship with that person. We can only experience events and people in life which match our inner identity. And that's our belief systems because they play out to the letter. If we can't feel a great life as possibility and probability and if we don't have the ease and the grace of that inner space within us, which that inner space is actually the absence of those emotional wounds, then this great life that we all want, truly it's outside the realms of what is possible for us. It only becomes authentically possible for us when we can deeply feel it and we can know that it's real for us. Now, I know that this radio show is confrontational, totally. And I don't know how it's going to be received on Facebook when I post it back up. But I'm just being authentic to what I know can help you. I'm being authentic to my mission. And I know that being authentic to this means that we need to really drop our victimhood. I know how much that can help you. And if you are tired of the ongoing pain and you are ready to go inwards to claim the truth and heal, you can do so. You can start moving towards your truly real and wonderful life. 
And it's actually this real and wonderful life that the narcissist slammed you towards creating. So I'm really going to look forward to any questions and comments that you have on the blog or you might want to put on Facebook, but um, definitely go to the blog and post there. That would be really, really awesome. So that's it for me, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that and I hope you can uh, print out some of this stuff and really feel into it and, and really start coming home to yourself because that's what I want you to be able to do more than anything and support you in doing that. So lots of love, everybody. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.